Welcome to Money Talk with Tiff, a podcast where we discuss everything money from tips and tricks to current events. Follow me on my journey to become debt-free and meet other cool people along the way. I am your host, Tiffany Grant. Now let's talk money. Welcome to another episode of Money Talk with Tiff. So today I have Adrian Quarles, and Adrian is an artist of many platforms from Shelby, North Carolina. He's acted in 38 plays, including Time, which he wrote, produced, directed, and acted in in September of last year. This brother is talented. He has also released three hip-hop mixtapes and is an educator for Guilford County Schools. We love our teachers. Uh, he's currently the host and creator of ADQ's Renaissance, a podcast in which he aims to connect all Black artists of all platforms. Hey, Adrian, thank you so much for being on. How are you today? Hey, Tiffany, I'm great. Um, thank you for having me. I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful. Awesome, awesome. So I just wanted to let the audience in on a little something. So as you all know, I am the side hustle queen, right? So it's funny because I met Adrian. He was actually one of my Lyft passengers. And we got to talking about money, ended up exchanging information. And now we have a connection where, you know, I was a guest on his podcast. He's a guest on mine. We bounce ideas off of each other. And I just wanted to bring that up because it's important to know that when you are doing these side hustles, especially like Uber, Lyft, things like that, when you're in a close, confined space with another individual, you never know who you're going to meet. And you never know whose life you're going to impact or change. So I just wanted to throw that out there that I met Adrian through one of my side hustles that I'm always preaching about. So I think that's hilarious. And it's funny because Adrian remembers that and I did it. I'm like, how did I how did I meet this dope individual? And he's like, we met in we met on a lift ride. I'm like, oh <laughs> Yeah, that goes to show you that networking is the name of the game. It definitely is. It definitely is. So I just wanted to get into a little bit of your story because it's quite interesting. So you know, um, we talked a little bit before we got on and you mentioned that you were homeless at one time, but you were able to channel that energy into something else. So if you wanted to get into that a little bit, um, you know, how did you get to that place and then what you channeled that energy into? Well, absolutely. Like, that's why I love how you uh, tell you, tell your listeners and your followers a whole bunch of money tips and whatnot and how to, fully take care of their money and their finances because that's something that I did not do, which um, I was ill-prepared for the transition of jobs that I had that, that uh, went, that took place in my life, which led to unfortunately me losing my apartment last year. Now I was blessed to be able to stay with um, a couple of friends last year, um, a couple and a friend and another friend of mine, shout out to them. But you know, there's just something about not being able to sleep in your own place. It, it does something to your ment. It does something to your psyche. It does something to your mentality. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so actually, um, at the beginning of the year, I knew that I wanted to um, do a play that I wrote called Time. I had did it like. I had um, present, presented it two years before, I think, 
no, no, no. A year earlier over at um, a, a workshop over at UNCG where I used to go to school at and it was well received. So I said to myself, yo, I'm going to turn this into a full play of Christmas of 2017. Um, I had already been like going through some mental illness, some mental health issues and stuff up until I, up until I uh, lost my apartment. Now, one would think that that right there would just shut down all motivation, shut down all uh, desire to take steps out into life, right? But for me, it only it only heightened it. Mm. So I decided to myself, you know what? This is a story that this is a story that God has put into my heart, and I am part of a group of people that does not talk about this issue as much as it needs to be talked about. So, so what I did was so what I did, and this is what I would recommend anyone do in when they're trying to like when they're working on a hustle. You got to stack your money. Mm. Well, what, what I did was pay off a call clue multicultural center pay off um, a space in there little by little by little by little by little over the months and I ended, I ended up paying enough to where I was able to rent it out for rehearsal for about a month, right? Mm. And so I thought to myself, yo, I could either I could either I could either charge people tickets for this or I could do or I could charge or I could ask for donations. Mm-hmm. I decided on donations because I wanted them to know I appreciated them being there. Like your presence is not just a dollar sign; it's not just a dollar bill to me. Your presence is greatly appreciated, and I'm hoping that you take something from this play and uh, apply it to your life or someone that you love's life in some form. Well, I ended up getting a whole lot, a whole lot of donations from that and all this was taking place while I was homeless. Um so being homeless only empowered my drive to put this play on. And I thought made it all the more important to talk about the story of a black man who is suicidal. Mm. And you know what? So you said a mouthful right there. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was wondering if I answered your question. Oh, you answered it and then some. So um, I just wanted to rewind back a little bit because it's important for my audience to understand that a lot of people are just one paycheck away from being homeless. And now that we're in the midst of this whole coronavirus quarantine situation where the economy is suffering and people are losing their jobs, it's even more important now to realize that you need to start saving, you need to take, start taking this money thing seriously because there were some people, there are some people that aren't gonna make it out of this the same way that they came in, if you know what I mean. So it's important for people to understand that most of America right now, and even before the whole COVID thing, was one paycheck away from being homeless. and. I talked about this in a previous episode when I had a brother that, um, you know, helped the homeless and things like that. And to me, the statistics are crazy. And I never want any of my listeners to be in that situation. So that's why I stress the things that I do. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure that was clear. Um, And then also you talked about mental health and see 
for me, that's a sensitive topic as well, because, you know, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression um, back when I was in my early 20s, and um, it was long-term. So it's something that I've struggled with since I, the first time I remember trying to kill myself, I was probably about five years old, and I tried to take some of my grandma's medications. Um, So... From that point up until I had my oldest son, there were times where I tried to kill myself. And thankfully, it didn't happen because I'm here to tell this story. And just like with you, you're here to tell this story. But mental health is real and we need to take it seriously. Um, So I'm glad I was able to experience your play. Um, I watched his play and it was awesome, y'all. You definitely need to check it out. But (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Because I was almost at a point of tears because I'm just like, wow, like people struggle in silence or people, you know, they can't quite pinpoint what is wrong with them. You know what I mean? Um, And so that's that's kind of what the main character, what was happening to him in the story. He didn't know what was going on. He just know he was snapping. (laughs) Absolutely. A lot of us who are um, operating a lot of us who have mental health struggles, we are not in control of our emotions. Like, um, like, like recently, I, re- I looked at all the symptoms of bipolar depression, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw that, and I saw that, I saw what part of my personality checks off. And I just looked at that, and I'm like, oh, dang, I think I might be bipolar. Mm-hmm. I didn't snap at anybody. I didn't, I didn't throw anything. I didn't punch the wall or anything. I didn't do anything. I just stood there and I cried. You know, I'm not crying unless I'm watching Color Purple. That's a different story. <laughs> but, but, um, but, see me. I know that. Me, I know that for me and for and for our community. I think I could say this. A lot of us are afraid to. Um, a lot of us are afraid to accept or embrace the problem that we have, which is mental health, because it shows weakness. And we are part of, and we are part of what I think is the strongest people, most spiritual people to walk this earth. Don't, ain't none of us out here trying to be looking weak. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It makes complete sense. And see, um, the thing about it is your mental health can get in the way of your money, right? So like I personally, like when I get into my funks, I don't want to do anything. And so if as an entrepreneur, if I get to that point where I don't want to do anything, I don't make any money. And then my finances start suffering. So it's like you have to... Um, look at your whole wellness, like your holistic wellness. So we're talking about physical, we're talking about mental, we're talking about financial, all of that encompasses you. And all of that plays a part in how you react to situations and what's going on. So like I've been in situations where um, my mental affected me so bad that I was on the brink of, you know, having massive debt and no income, right? Um, and part of that was like back in October, I was going through a really rough time. I've talked about it, you know, on social media, but I wasn't doing anything. I was just sleeping all day, every day. And 
when you don't have that cushy nine to five, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you have to be on hustle mode all the time. And so when I snapped out of it, I was like, all right, Tiffany, it's time to get the work because at the end of the day, you have two little kids that are depending on you and you have to pay your mortgage and all this stuff. You can't be in a funk for too long. <laughs> well, for one thing, Tiffany, number one, <clears throat> I thank God that, you know, all that your suicide attempts have failed because you, my queen, are a integral part of this of this society, of all civilization, and your people need you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad. And I'm glad that among the among the among the very slim list of things that you failed at, that's one of them. And I'm pretty sure that's the only that's one of like maybe two three things that you failed at. <laughs> uh, number oh, two, a lot of failures. <laughs> And you cannot, yo, that's one that's one point that I want to make. Um first of all, it's a mindset thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So man thinketh, so is he. I think, therefore I am. Okay, so it all starts with the thought process. Yes, you are in a funk. Everybody, everybody has a right to be in a funk. Everybody has a right to have a bad, everybody has a right to have a bad day. But that's a bad day. So you, so I'm giving you 24 hours to go through whatever it is you're going through, but then you need to get back at it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 24 hours, cry, grieve, do whatever. But at the end of those 24 hours, I suggest you get in prayer mode. I suggest you get in meditation mode and you start speaking these affirmations among you because you cannot forget the end goal. Do you want to be where you're at this time next year? I'm looking at where I'm at right now. Do I want to be here? Do I want to be here in five years when I turn 40? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. So you cannot let temporary circumstances overwhelm your end goal and whatnot. You just got to look at it as a hill to climb climb a little bit tougher over. A a hill that you got to put a little bit more elbow grease into, if you will, (laughs) to to climb over. Yo, being homeless, man. Being homeless was a hill. When I when I was homeless, I was around a whole litany of mental health problems with myself and with those and with those who I cohabitated with. I can tell you some stories, and I'm not going to. But but you can't look at you can't look at that and say, okay, this is it. I'm done. I give up. Nah, you gotta look at that as something strength to strengthen you along your journey. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, necessity breeds innovation. So when you were going through that time where you were homeless, you had a need. Your needs weren't being fulfilled. So you had to be innovative in how you fulfilled those needs. And therefore, you used your gifts and you created a play in which you asked for donations and it probably far exceeded what you thought you was going to get from that, Right. It did. Like, I thought that I did not know how many people show up. I really didn't. Like, when we were on stage, the lights were like, the room was like really dark because I wanted it to be dark to set the mood for the play. I had no clue how many people in the audience. But I, but I said to myself, I don't care if two people show up. I'm proud of what I did, what I'm doing here. Lights came on, the joint was packed out. So many people who I've known, which is where networking comes in handy. 
<laughs> so many people who I've known, so many people who I've met over the course of my adulthood, right? So, so that's where networking come in handy. All of them believed in what I did, believed in the other two actresses, the other two actresses who are in the in the show, believed in us, and say, you know what, I want to bless your project. But someone believing you enough, they going they gonna do that. They gonna they gonna feel very giving. Mm-hmm. And see, I I love your story because it just shows people that even if you are at what you consider your bottom, um, there's always something you can do to impact your money situation. There's always something that you can do to um, get to that next level. So even though you were there, you were like, okay, I can't stay here forever. I need to figure out a way out of this and this is what I'm gonna do. And I think that is so powerful and I commend you because it's so easy, even with my own story, like it's so easy to, to get comfortable and to get cozy in situations that you don't want to be in. And so that to me is a huge, a huge success story. And you should definitely take it as such. You have overcome so much and it was for a reason. You're here sharing your story. Maybe somebody listening to this right now is currently homeless or is currently battling mental health issues. And now they can see, okay, if Adrian did it and if Tiffany did it, I can do it too. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will I will tell I'll tell anybody, you know, you only get one life on this earth. You get one shot. You only get one shot. Like like it says in the Eminem song, you only get one shot. Do you want your life to just be you slaving and working all day, every day, just to, just to stay ahead of the bills? That's not living. That's merely existing. What, yeah. what you want to do is just figure out, what do I want to be? Just, just, sit down, just sit down and decide to yourself, what do I want to be? Why do I feel that? Why do I feel like God has created me? What is my assignment on this earth? I learned from a young age that my assignment is to entertain you fine people through theater, through multi, through the multiple forms of the arts that I immerse myself into. Now, the fact that I was a very shy kid, the fact that the fact that I was a very shy and awkward kid, you know, that's kind of like, you know, that 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 was kind of like hard to fathom for me growing up, but. I knew I had to get there. So I just like took the necessary steps um, as the years went by. And you know, I bet you when you're doing some soul searching and trying to figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing, you won't mess around and end up having to do something that is of that is far, 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 far beyond your reach, but they ain't gonna stop you from reaching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tiffany, so you were struggling, paycheck to paycheck, two boys, financial. Uh, financial empowerment is, was far, far, far beyond your reach. Mm-hmm. But look at you. That's a word. <laughs> That's a word. Because if you would have told me that I would be teaching people about money, um, let's say even just, what, four years ago, I would look at, looked at you like you was crazy. Like, what you mean? <laughs> if you, you would have told me when I was... People told me when I was like 16 years old, voice cracking, 
sucking at uh screwing up my uh chorus class exam. Um, that I'll be singing in front of people in musicals, I would have thought you were tripping. I would be like, man, what you smoking, man? Let me leave that stuff alone. <laughs> but it just goes to show that, you know, it, it doesn't matter which, whatever you are gifted in, right? So I'm gifted in finessing money and figuring out ways to make, save, and spend money, right? Um, you're good at acting, directing, writing, producing, all of that stuff. So it just goes to show that if you lean into your gifts, there's going to be a way to make money and there's going to be an audience out there for you. So I just wanted to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, I highly recommend listening to ADQ's Renaissance. Um, He based it off the Harlem Renaissance where it was just all black people love everywhere. And I'm actually on episode 23, if you want to check it out, where I drop a few gems about money. Um, And I just want to encourage you all to check out his play. I will post the link if you let me. Do I have permission? Is it there? Is it there? All right. So (laughs) I will post the link or I might even post a video of the play on the website that you all can check out. And with that being said, Adrian, how can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me um, at Facebook. Um, I'm on Facebook. My full government name, Adrian Dion Quarles, A-D-R-I-A-N-D-I-O-N-Q-U-A-R-L-E-S. Instagram, Dion, D-I-O-N, Chocolate God 85 Yeah, I really <laughs> did name myself that. And on Instagram, I mean, on Twitter, Avenue ADQ underscore 85. I named that after the play Avenue Q. I thought it was dope. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adrian. This was a very powerful and informative and empowering episode. So I hope somebody out there takes this and gets the ball rolling on whatever it is that was put on your heart and why you were here in this on this earth. Thank you so much. And it was a pleasure speaking with you. You too, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to moneytalkwitht.com. And while you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss an episode? Talk to you soon.